Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Pearson from Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and we are delighted that you can join us today for the broadcast. Hey, listen, if this is your first time listening, we want to invite you to go to shoutsofgraceradio.com, and there you can catch up on all the past broadcasts. I think there's Gosh, there's some 80-something broadcasts, so you've got a lot of listening you can do. Um, and, and as well, you can drop us, a, you can drop us a, little, uh, a little email or a note or a suggestion or something. And also, if you're in the northern Utah County area and you do not have a home church, why not stop by Redemption Hill and say hi to us? We meet on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. in Vista Heights Middle School there in Saratoga Springs, and we'd love uh, to say hi and, 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 and catch up. Now, if you've been listening to Shouts of Grace for the past several weeks, you know that we've been going through a series that we're entitling Lessons from the Pulpit. And what we're doing is we're having different pastors from around the country, friends of mine that, um, that are joining us via phone, and just kind of tapping into the wealth of knowledge that they have um, and the experience that they've had over the years. And so we've had some great conversations. Well, today I have a very familiar face, uh, familiar face, that too. <laughs> I have a very familiar voice to Shouts of Grace. Um, he, he was actually on for, for, for over a year with me co-hosting um, as, a, as an elder and a pastor at Redemption Hill. Uh, Pastor Keith Radke, who has since moved um, to all of his efforts and energy to River Community Church in West Jordan. Brother, how are you doing? Oh, man, I am doing really good, and I'm proud of you, Steve. You're doing a great job with Shouts of Grace Radio. I'm excited, uh, especially the last couple of episodes and just where you've been taking the show. So thankful for you and uh, thankful for the fact that Shouts of Grace is still on the air. And uh, thankful for our friendship. So I miss you, well, man. <laughs> I, I, know, I miss I having I you. Get, <laughs> I got to get back in the studio with you. We'll, we'll do it again. Yeah, there's just something very unorthodox. I mean, you're you're the natural on this side of the <laughs> mic, and I like just sitting on the other side. And so and so your 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 ventures into the church planting river have left me in a very uncomfortable place. So <laughs> so if you ever want to come back in and just for old times' sake, man, let's let let's do that. <laughs> You bet. You but, bet. Let's plan on it. Awesome. Hey, we've um, you know, we've been going through um, a series that that we that we're calling um, lessons from the pulpit, and so mm-hmm. I wanted to have you on um, and and kind of go over um, kind of what your journey has looked like, and maybe some things that God has has shown you personally, um, both in the church planting context, but also just as a pastor and a Christian, and how that could apply to other people's lives. And so, uh, Keith. You know, you've been in ministry for a long time. You've you've seen you've seen the peaks and you've seen the valleys and and you've seen that in your life as well as others. And so, if you had to narrow down, maybe maybe even kind of what we were talking about, maybe what God's doing right now, the things that God's showing you, the most valuable lessons about you, others, the church in general, whatever. What what where would you throw that dart? Where would that land? I I think for me in. In all my years, and I, I've been in pastoral ministry since right out of high school, 
And I really didn't know what I was doing. And sometimes 20 years later, I, I still don't know what I'm doing. The thing that has really um, sunk in for me, and, and I've had some really good friends like you and others who've helped me to see this, is, is pastors are people too. I, I think right. there's this idea that somehow because God calls you to be a pastor, it, it, it's like we have to put on a, a superhero cape or we have to put on, you know, the wizard's cap or something like that, where all of a sudden we're above everybody or we're different than everybody or we're, you know, sometimes in a very unhealthy way, we're more special than everybody. But the reality is we're just as human as everybody else. We've got, you know, lives to live. We've got families to raise. We've got marriages to grow. You know, we've got uh, strengths and weaknesses alike. And I think the men and, and the women that God has brought into my life who've become, you know, mentors and examples to me of just living a godly life is that Jesus called us to follow him and to live out the gospel in everyday life. And I'm not sure exactly what it is, but in pastoral ministry, we can forget that we're, we're human. You know, we need rest. We need exercise. We need friendships. We need vacations. We need checkups of the doctor. You know, we need you know, all the things that we even as pastors and preachers will teach from the pulpit and tell people, you know, get help, get a mentor, be discipled, all these kind of things. Like for some reason as a pastor, we can forget that. So I think if I were to narrow it all down to one lesson is that pastors are people too. Mm-hmm. You know what, Keith, you know, you, you hit on something there and and it makes me kind of scratch my head and wonder. It's like, it's like, on one hand, everything you just said is, I mean, that that is our everyday life. And then on the other hand, the church has expectations of their pastor. And and, and I don't yeah. know if all those expectations are realistic, but, but I think some of them are, you know, they're, they're valid. They're, they're valid in, in this sense. You, yeah. Do you remember in, in 1 Kings, I think it was 1 Kings chapter 2, when Abathar the priest, who who really was loyal to David for a lot of years, and then when it came time for the transfer of power and Adonijah seizes the throne, he sided with Adonijah, and in doing so, because he's a man of great influence as a priest, there is a consequence to that. You, you have the ability to draw and lead other people, and in this case, in the wrong direction— and so when Solomon starts handing out all of the all of the you know the the consequences for 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 people's decisions in the past, he is told you have to take an early retirement. <laughs> you got to go to your house right. in the country and you don't and don't come back. And and because I'm he says I'm not going to kill you because you helped carry the ark with my with my father David. But nonetheless, his citing him being deceived by somebody. It, it, there, there, there is a detriment, and 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 I guess I, I guess what I'd ask you is, on one hand, yes, um, but but where does that expectation level stop? In other words, where does it become unfair to the pastor? Because on because in one sense, you would agree that that man, we are leading people, and it is it is of yeah. utmost importance that we hear from God, that we're in touch with God, that we don't lead them in the wrong direction. But but with that, there's these expectations that you feel, that I feel, that others feel. Where's that line? Where is it okay to expect and not okay to expect? When when is that crossed? Sure, my one of my mentors, Pastor Thomas Powell, Calvary Chapel, Virginia Beach. You know him. You've met him. Um, he shared the scripture with me back in in my early days before planting the first church that I had a, a privilege to be a part of in North Carolina. Um, 
he shared Psalm 78, 70 through 72 with me. And, and this was, this is how it reads. He chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfold. So he took him from, you know, mundane life, from obscurity, from following the nursing ewes. He brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people. So his calling, even as a king, was to shepherd. And that's kind of the calling of a pastor is to shepherd. And all that goes with that. His people, Israel, is inher- his inheritance. And then it says, of him, with upright heart, David shepherded them and guided them with his skillful hand. The expectation that pastors should place on themselves and that it's right for the church as a whole to place on their pastors is that we shepherd people, we care for people with upright hearts, with hearts of integrity, that we're honest, that we speak truth, that we keep a short account with God, you know, that we deal with the sin in our own life biblically. And we, we, we rely on the Holy Spirit to live holy lives. So that is an area where the standard is high. We, we must ask the Lord for his help to maintain upright hearts, to maintain integrity. And then it says he guided them with his skillful hand. And there's a certain skill set that is required of someone who's going to be a pastor. And, you know, I, I know a lot of denominations and church affiliations, pastor can actually be almost a boring title because everyone has one, right? And then mm-hmm. in some churches, it's like a senior pastor, and that's it. You know, there's no other pastor in that mm-hmm. church. But in, when you look at First Peter chapter 5, when, Paul, when Peter is addressing the shepherds, the elders that he's writing to, he says that as shepherds, you're among the sheep, and you are to shepherd as one of the sheep, right? Among the sheep. You're to shepherd them. And and the way that we do it is as under shepherds of Jesus Christ. And so that's where the integrity comes in. And that's where the skills are developed, the skills of taking care of people. So a lot of times pastors focus on dynamic speaking, or they focus on, you know, having a well-organized church with good processes and systems, or their marketing guys, all these different modern type of things that we've imposed when the, the, the qualifier from David's time to Jesus' mandate to Peter to, the, to Paul and to Peter, both exhorting shepherds, is that we take care of people well. Mm. And, and that is something that I think pastors should be held accountable for, including myself, is that to the best of our ability, with integrity of heart, we have treated God's people well, with skill. Mm. And, and well. And that doesn't always mean an education. For some, it does. Um, I personally, I've got a high school education, and the rest of my education has been hard knocks um, and serving alongside some really great people over the years. Um, but there's a skill set that I've sought to develop, you know, one that listens well, one that cares well. You know, Excel spreadsheets, they're important, but not as important as that hospital visit. You know, spending time prepping the sermon is important, but not as important as ministering to people in their time of need. And as a pastor, we need to remember we've been called the shepherd like Christ did. It says he came to seek and to save the lost. He came to heal the broken. He came to bring sight to the blind. There's a skill set that we have been called to. And the only way to refine that skill is to trust in the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right, and you know, along with that, Keith, and 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 this isn't this isn't by any means um, an, an attempt to you know uh, draw draw compassion for for everyone's pastor, but but I think what people do need to know is that that is a very high high calling, um, in, yeah. in 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 a day and age where 
where you know we we make decisions and choose our paths on the things that are that that are popular and that are in and that are cool there was a day when being a pastor wasn't cool and it actually would cost you your life and and, and yeah. you would actually pay the ultimate price and so but but i think along with that keith is um you know there 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 is a cost that i don't think a lot of people see you know we we don't have necessarily the luxury particularly when the church is young to um you know when when that <laughs> when, when the option between family and dire need comes oftentimes yeah. We have to put that need in the moment, not for the long haul, but yeah. in the moment ahead right. of something over family. And so there's a there's a great personal cost there. And so I, I want to talk about that a little bit more on the other side of the break. You've been listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace. I am Pastor Steve Pearson, the pastor at Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, and I'm on the phone with a very good and dear friend of mine, Pastor Keith Radke, who used to be um, the co um, the the um, hello the co what, what do you call it, Keith? Co-host. <laughs> the co-host. Thank you. I had I had a moment there where I just kind of lost my mind. The co-host of of uh, Shouts of Grace Radio, and man, we had a lot of great times here. The studios yeah. in in Key Radio, and so now he's on the phone. Is he's um is he's in West Jordan, um, plugging away with his church plant. And 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 Keith, we were talking about on the other side of the break, just um, just some of the sacrifices, um, that the the yeah. expectations that are certainly there of a pastor, and, and and rightfully so in some areas, but also just some of the sacrifices that that um that 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 we make. And 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 I want to be honest on this one and say. You know, probably one of the greatest sacrifices for me and is just this this idea of reputation. You know, um, yeah. I, I have had the hardest times as a pastor, shed the most tears as a church planter, and have spent hours in, in prayer and being deeply lonely, lonely yeah. in, in a way, not that I don't have friends, you and other supporters, even my wife— but there is a loneliness associated with being a pastor when you go to sleep and you carry the burden that nobody else, including your spouse, was not is, is, is not meant to carry. And in that, there's something that can happen inside of our minds and our heads. And for me personally, one of the things is it's been very difficult for me to get close to people as much anymore yeah. out of fear of being hurt or out of fear of being misunderstood. And it's just easier to crawl into my corner Talk about your experiences with that. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of serving in quite a few different roles. I've, I've planted churches, been, you know, the guy where the buck stops, and, and I've also been second and third and twelfth down the pole. And the challenges are the same, no matter what level of leadership, because of what we were talking about earlier, the expectations on pastors. I know for me, because of how my personality is wired, um, I, I, I've always kind of been a, you know, I'm just going to get it done. Um, you know, I'm going to ask for help, ask for advice, but stuff's going to get done, right? And no matter what, the job's going to get done. But the the thing that can happen in that and, in, and just in pastoral ministry is that we can get locked into this 
um, Lone Ranger mentality that nobody really understands what we're going through or nobody can even help us uh, with what we're going through with the different challenges of being a, a, a pastor of a church. And and for me, there's been a couple of, of pivotal points in my journey. One was in North Carolina before I let go of my grip on the success of our church in North Carolina. God really got a hold of me and just reminded me, it's my church I will take care of my church, but you are my son, and I will also take care of you. And when I was able to to get a hold of that, things changed for me personally, and they ended up changing uh, in a very radical way where I, I moved to Utah. I, I turned the church over to someone else, and they pastored it well, and, and that church continues to this day. But when I came to Utah, it was a season of learning how to reach out to mentors, to um, like-minded pastors, or even people who weren't pastors at all, but who could give me perspective as a leader. Um, you asked me, uh, you know, some of my most valuable lessons, and I wrote them down. Uh, get a mentor, be a mentor, take breaks, and then make time with the family to evaluate that everyone's mental health is good. Um, these are areas I think as pastors, we neglect, we focus so much on, you know, the development of a church, which is really the development of people. And we forget to develop ourselves. We, mm. we kind of, it, it's kind of like when, a, when someone goes to college and then they get their degree and they're good and they stop learning as pastors, yeah. we can do the same thing. And so w- what I've learned and, and where I've made mistakes and where I've succeeded is whether or not I had a, a mentor someone that I could bounce things off of and they would give me advice or just ask the right questions. So I would come to honest, you know, biblical conclusions, learning how to be a mentor because you got to pour yourself out and then you got to take a break. You you know, Keith, dig into that one a little bit for our listeners, because, because from a non, that's even important from, from a non, um, pastoral perspective, this idea right. of a mentor, because some people might hear yeah. that and think, oh man, what is this? These people are going to like shepherd me. They're going to lord over me. They're going right. to make all my right. decisions. I just, you know, I just came out of that type of thing. I don't want that. What is a biblical mentor and what's the value of it? Yeah, well, it's twofold. One, it's Jesus's mandate for us to make disciples. And, and that, that applies no matter where you are in life. If you're a Christian, you're following Jesus. You are his disciple, and you are called to make disciples. And so there's relationship required for that process, relationship with other people. But you look at the example of of Paul. Paul recruited people all throughout his ministry that he poured his life into, Luke and Silas and Timothy and other guys like that. But he also had people who came alongside of him and who challenged him, you know, from Peter's challenge of him— uh, or excuse me, his challenge of Peter to to Peter's interaction uh, in First Peter about him, but then also Barnabas, this man named Barnabas. You know, you hear a lot about um, you know that kind of a side by side encouragement relationship. I think it's something you have to want. It's something you have to recognize that you need and that you want, and then you you got to be willing to listen to that person because if you've played sports, a coach is so important. And a quarterback coach is important for quarterbacks, and a defensive coach is important for defensive people. And in every sport, or whether it's in music or anything like that, like we learn from somebody who's already gained that knowledge or that experience so we can better our game or we can better our craft. 
So when, it, when you talk about getting a mentor, you're not talking about getting – a good mentor is not going to always tell you what to do. A good mentor is going to help you find the information for yourself and ask the right questions about yourself and about where you're at so you can be at a better place. Mm-hmm. And parents, it's a great role for being a mentor. But I've, I've watched some of my own kids as well as in my family relationships I'm with my own siblings – where siblings become mentors to one another, right? Mm. They're just sharing things. And so I like to kind of demystify that a bit. A, it's the mandate of Jesus to make disciples. And B, it's just somebody who's got a little bit more experience and a little bit more knowledge that I can learn from so I can do better at what I'm called to do. That's right. That's right. I I like to look at it. They're a couple miles down the same road that I'm on, you know, and so they've kind of seen, they've seen the landscape and they kind of know what's coming up. Um, you know, you had mentioned something earlier and in, in, in the last couple of minutes, I just want to, I want to talk about it a little bit. You'd said that, you know, in sitting down with your family and, and really assessing everybody's mental health, you know, you and I yeah. hear a lot about the mental health, health state of a lot of pastors and people that are in ministry these days and just the extremes to which, um, you know, people can think and, and the actions that they can take even up to taking their own life. And, 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 and why that's important, Keith, is, is I think, you know, when it comes to the, when it comes to pastoral ministry, and I know you know this well, you really are looking at all of the worst parts of humanity because, because right. as a pastor, you're able to see behind the veil. You're able to see people are coming to you with their problems and with their issues. And you're, you're seeing, you know, beyond fake book, right? You're, you're actually seeing what's right. behind right. all the, you know, and, 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 and if that's what you're constantly hit with, man, you need to decompress because if that's, yeah. it's, it's like turning on the news and that's all you ever see is bad news. It's like, I don't even want right. to, you know, and, and for a pastor that, 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 that is a reality. And you talked about getting down to sitting down with the family and assessing the mental health state and where everyone's at. And, and, and I would just ask, you know, in the, cu- in the last couple of minutes, Keith, when, when you, when you think of that, the importance of where your home is as a pastor, I mean, it, e- Eli's home was a mess, right? You know, yeah. what, what, what is it that motivates you in that arena above everything else? Um, is, is it the fact, well, I got a ministry, so I have to do this, or is this a call from God? I, I believe it's a call from God. I, I think you and I, you and I, are not pastors because the profession looked attractive. Hmm. We're pastors because God called us. And with that calling comes a certain level of equipping you know, that, that comes only from the Holy Spirit. There's another set of equipping that comes from the time spent in God's Word and in, in understanding theology and understanding church history and all these other things. What we often forget in all of that is there are things that most people understand, even you as a pastor would understand as being important, but we decide to neglect those things. Paul would write to Timothy about his stomach. And he would say, dude, your stomach's messed up. You need to take something for that. He would, he would uh, tell Timothy that, that bodily exercise is, has a little bit of profit to our lives. And sometimes we as Christians, we say, Paul said it, it was of no profit. No, he didn't say it was of no profit. He said it was of little profit. Yeah, and so it's important for us to add taking care of ourselves, taking care of our mental well-being, our emotional well-being, our family's health, along with the church. Amen. Amen. 
Brother, we are out of time, man, for this edition. That's let's crazy. I know. Let's have you back on again real soon, and yeah. we'll, uh, we'll continue yeah. this. Hey, you've been listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We hope you guys have a blessed day. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. You can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.